morning. This is the day that the Lord God has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us, let us rejoice and let us magnify his holy and righteous name together. For the Lord, he is good and his mercy endures forever. He's a loving and kind God. He loves us in spite of us. And for that, we can be grateful. We welcome you to this, our 11 o'clock worship experience. Those that are joining us by way of live streaming, welcome to K Chapel. This is the fourth and final Sunday in the month of September. Today is Communion Sunday. Those of you at home, if you have not had an opportunity to come by and get the elements, you can get a small piece of bread or cracker and some juice because at the end of this service, we will have communion. But for now, we thank God for allowing us to be in this place and I ask that you will pray with me. Dear God, we thank you. Lord, thank you for another chance. Lord, thank you for another day. Father, thank you for another blessing. Lord, we thank you that you have given us another opportunity to get some things right that we may have had wrong. We thank you that you've given us another chance to say thank you, to say much obliged to you for being the great and magnificent God that you are. And we know we have so much to be thankful for. Father, so many of us, we've looked down at the phone and didn't have a text message saying that somebody was sick. We didn't have a text message saying that somebody had passed away. But you have blessed us. You've blessed us in so many ways that if every one of us had 1,000 tongues, we still couldn't thank you enough for your love and for your compassion and for your grace. So thank you now, Lord. Father, we ask that you will bless everything that we do in this service. Touch it. Lord, we ask that you will help us to be brothers and sisters, not just to Christian, but those that are not in the church that are in need of knowing that you are still God and that they must understand and realize that every knee must bow and that every tongue must confess that you are Lord. And Father God, we will forever give you all of the praise and all of the glory, knowing that it's not about us, but that it's all about you. So thank you now, Lord. Bless us as we go forth in this service, and we ask that you would do it in the precious and matchless name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. And all of the people said, Amen. Amen. The children are coming now with praise the Lord with me. So let's praise the Lord with them.
Good morning. I'm you, Deacon Matthew Duvall. And the scripture for this morning will come from the 29th chapter of Jeremiah, verse 11 through 13, and they read as follows. For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not evil, to give you an expectant end. Then shall ye call upon me, and ye shall go and pray unto me, and I will hearken unto you. And ye shall seek me and find me, when ye shall search for me with all your heart. God's word for God's people. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we pause to say thank you for your many blessings. We thank you for being a mighty God that sits up high and looks low. One that walks with us and talks with us and orders our steps daily. We say a special prayer for those families that have been suffering for the loss of their loved ones. Father, we ask that you keep them encouraged and remind them that you are a refuge and strength and a very present help in times of trouble. We thank you for our pastor that will be providing the spoken word this morning. We ask that today's lesson inspire us to be remain faithful in our work of being the type of Christian that you intended us to be. We ask these and your other blessings in your son Jesus' name. Amen. Let the church say amen. Can we praise God for these children? People, people are real bad about putting emphasis on the things that they do that's wrong, but I think we need to do more praising and just we just need to give them more credit for the things that they do that's right. Amen. And we thank God for each and every one of them as well as their parents. September is back to Sunday school month. We ask now that all Sunday school teachers will stand. Superintendents as well. September is back to Sunday school month, so check out the card in the back of the pew so that you can get connected. These people that you see standing, you can talk to any of them and they will be able to give you the information you need so that you can get connected with the Cade Chapel Sunday School. Thank you. The K Chapel Health Ministry recognizes September as National Sickle Cell Awareness Month. Sickle cell anemia affects one in every 365 black African Americans. For more information of this disease, stop by the Health Ministry Board in the Old Fellowship Hall. On that same note, September is also Prostate Cancer Awareness Month. And we urge all men, regardless of what age you are, to get regular checkups. But if you are of the age of 40 or above, you need to make sure you get regular checkups and make sure you get your prostates checked because early detection is the key or either curing it, or either giving yourself a few more years of life. The Nate Ruffin Scholarship Board would just like to say thank you. Scholarship Board members, will you stand? They would like to say thank you to the Cade Chapel family for your support throughout the years, and especially during this, the 20th anniversary year 
of celebrating the Nate Ruffing Scholarship Program. Registration to participate in Girl Power is still available. The deadline has been extended to next Sunday, so you can sign up on the Cade Chapel website. Cade Chapel youth, you are in for another treat. You can enjoy snow cones from Snowbiz again today with Director Brown immediately following worship service. So the snow cones are free to all youth. <laughs> now, I understand that the adults can get one, but you may have to pay a, 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 a little donation. The Sunday School is launching a college career, young adult division, persons for ages 18 through 35. The class will start on Sunday, October 1st. This division will meet upstairs across from the baptismal pool every Sunday morning from 9.15 until 10.30 a.m. Deacon Morris Dixon will lead this new division. So you can sign up, you can sign up for this college career young adult class using the QR code on the card in the back of the pew. Young adults, even if you don't sign up, show up and there's a place for you to connect and grow in the new class. Amen? Amen. Amen. Good morning. Good morning again. Can we have it one more time? Good morning. All right, it's time to give. God has been good to us much better than what we've been to ourselves. God sent his only begotten son here to die and to go to the cross for us. Now we can give something back. We can't pay it, but surely we can say thank you, sir. Thank you for what you've done for us and how you've blessed us. And you've blessed us in so many ways. Now there are multiple ways that we may give. There's a number for you that are worshiping with us at home from your live screen. And some of you may want to use the traditional way by placing it in an envelope. But whatever you do, you can give. You can bring it to the church and put it in the door. There's a place in the door to give back. If you forgot to give when you were coming in, you can give on your way out. But whatever you do, give back to God. And it still stands as from the beginning. God loves A. God bless you. God keep you. May his face forever shine upon you.
Father, thank you for this offering that is being received today, as it will be used for the uplifting of your kingdom. Father, we truly thank you for all that you have provided, and as we journey through the days ahead, we ask that you prepare our journey, guide our footsteps, and the Holy Spirit watch over us on every path we follow. These and all the many other blessings we ask, in your name we pray, amen. Amen. Good morning, K Chapel. Psalm 73, verse 26 says, My flesh and my heart faileth, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. We ask that you continue to pray for all of our bereaved families, the Walker and the Quick families. And as reported on last Sunday, Sister Bradetta Walker lost her brother, Mr. Walter Quick, the funeral for service for Mr. Quick was held on yesterday, September 23rd in Jamaica, New York. We have in the hospital, nursing home, or in rehab, Representative Alice Clark, Sister Willie Burst, Brother Herman Porter, Brother Joe Lowry, Mrs. Rosemary Stuckey, and Sister Wilma Jean Chaffee. We have recovering at home, Brother Larry Bingham, Mrs. Annie H. Alexander, Miss Jessica Lee, Reverend Leroy Harrington, Sister Bonnie Scott, Mr. Melvin Scott, Brother John Sanders, Brother Kavara Collins, Brother Aaron Thompson Jr., and Brother Jerome Thompson. And we have those that are related to the members that are asking for prayer. Miss Adrian Jeter, Mrs. 
LaVenice Clark, Sister McKenzie, Emil Nathan, Mr. And I've had problems pronouncing this name ever since I got it. Mr. Leonis Bonner. He is the husband of Sister Annie Bonner. And Mr. Keith Fogger, the brother of Sister Rhonda Lowry. We ask as you travel during the week to remember to pray when you can, visit where you can, and each day thank God that you can. Let us pray. Father, we come this morning thanking you for the beginning, for being our God. We've come to praise and lift your holy name, realizing you are the one true God. Father, we come praying for those that are ill, they, that they may have peace and comfort right now. We ask for that kind of peace and comfort that only you can provide. We know you hear every prayer. You see every tear, and you know every worry. We pray that they feel your loving arms around them, knowing you've never left their side. So, Father, we just want to say thank you for your continued presence. We ask that you would bless them all now. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. I'm sorry. We have a thank you card for from... Miss Bardetta Walker, she says, thank you so much for the love shown during the passing of my brother. And again, this is card is from uh, Sister Bardetta Walker. Thank you. Good morning, Cave Chapel. Good morning, Cave Chapel. Good morning, Cave Chapel. We have our young people coming down now. And uh, they're coming to uh, bless the Lord through the art of dance. How many know God is good? Don't fool me now. How many know God is good? And if he's good, did faith have something to do with it? Did mercy have something to do with it? Did grace have something to do with it? Well, if he's been good to you, you couldn't help but you had to tell somebody. You have to tell somebody. And, and this song that this liturgical song that they're about to come with talks about that they will actually the song the, 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 the leader says I'm going to sing of the goodness and they're going to dance of the goodness of God come on put your hands together for God as they come
Sing that with me. Come on, all my life. All my life you have been faithful. 
with every breath that I am able, I will sing of the goodness of God. Say that again. I will sing. I will sing of the goodness of God. One more time. Everybody. I will sing of the goodness of God. Come on, give him glory. He's been too good to be quiet. He's been too good for me to not say nothing. Every day he's been faithful, merciful, glorious, gracious God. Yay! Ooh, my Lord. Yeah. Does anyone in here know that God is good? Amen. And I want to just remind you that his goodness didn't just stop. He's been good down through the ages because he's a good God. Amen. He's a mighty good God. All praises be to the Lord God, our maker. Are we here to worship the Lord this morning? Well, if the Lord... If you realize the Lord has been as good to you as he has been to me, then you don't mind saying amen this morning. He's worthy to be praised. He's worthy to be praised. I don't know about you, but every time I think about what the Lord has done for me and where he has brought me from, no, no, you just see me standing here, but I can attest to the fact that God has been good to me. We will not ever get tired of praising God. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. To Senior Pastor Reginald Buckley, to Pastor Emeritus Dr. Horace Buckley, to my fellow clergy persons, one of the best ministerial teams to work with in the country. Amen. To First Lady Dr. Lucretia Buckley, to Sister Myra Buckley, and to my wife, Bunny Harris, to the official staff, uh, <laughs> to the official staff, and to my church family. Uh, and to all assembled in this sanctuary and those viewing by social media, I greet you in the mighty matchless name of our risen Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And not only to those, but to the choir and to uh, music ministry. I don't want to leave out anyone. Praise the Lord. Let us bow our heads in a word of prayer. Oh, heavenly and precious Father God, we thank you, Lord, for allowing us to assemble in this place once again. Lord, you've been mighty good. You allowed us to assemble here this morning because of your love and your mercy, not because we've been so good. 
you allowed us one more day to walk closer with you. We pray your blessing upon this, your servant, O oh Lord, as he expound on your holy word. We pray, O oh Lord, that you bless every heart under the sound of my voice and those who are viewing by social media. In your son Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. I was scheduled to share with you several weeks past uh, from the Psalms in a series called Songs of Summer. However, unforeseen scheduled conflicts delayed uh, that opportunity. Uh, but when reassigned the opportunity to come before you, I proudly considered uh, that since this was Communion Sunday, I would say something in the line, in line with communion. Well, now it's preaching time. Is there a word from the Lord? There is a word. If you have your Bibles or your social, uh, your media uh, appliances, <laughs> well, I'm old school. <laughs> I don't know what to call it. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Devices. Turn with me, if you will, from 1 Corinthians, the 11th chapter, 23rd through the 26th verse, and you'll find these words recorded. I received from the Lord, but also passed on to you, the Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, this is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes again. The word of God for the people of God. I would like to speak with you from a very simple subject. Remember Jesus. Remember Jesus. Today we are going to talk about remembering. And all of us know something about remembering. You remember when you graduated from high school. You remember your first college campus experience. Uh, you remember when you graduated from college. When you got your first job, when you got your first car, and when you got married. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> well, you want to make a joke out of it then. <laughs> I remember, I remember when, I, when Bunny and I first met. I remember our first dinner date. Praise the Lord. Amen. And she told me I better not forget. <laughs> Throughout biblical history, God has always required us to remember him and what he has done for us. I'm sure you know people who uh, show no regard or thanks for what others do for them. They walk away as if nothing was done, never say thank you. But we find in Deuteronomy 
the eighth chapter and the second verse, these words. And thou shalt remember all the way which the Lord thy God led thee these 40 years in the wilderness to humble thee and to prove thee to, to know what was in thine heart, whether thou wouldst keep his command, commandments or no. Not only has God required leaders and adults to remember him, he also requires young people to remember him as well. We find in the book of Ecclesiastes, as recorded by Solomon, in that 12th chapter, the first verse, it says, Remember also your creator in the days of your youth, before the evil days come, and the years draw near, of which you will say, I have no pleasure in them. As you can see, my brothers and my sisters, remembering is very important. As a matter of fact, uh, the word remember appears 240 times throughout the Old and New Testament of the Bible. Yeah. And, and, and at Jesus' last supper with his disciples, on the night he was betrayed, which uh, was also the night before his crucifixion, Jesus issued his disciples a final request. Do this in remembrance of me. Jesus was really saying, I'm going away to give my life for you on the cross at Calvary. I'm going away to die. Oh, yes, and uh, rise again. I'm going away, and when I rise, I'm going to ascend into heaven and sit on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. Oh, yes, I'm going away. Yes, I'm going away. But don't allow your memory of me die. I, I urge you, my brothers and sisters, don't let your memory of Christ die. Keep it alive in your life. For he's the one that keeps us alive. In him we move and have our being. I don't believe you hear me today. Remember Jesus. It's for remembering Jesus is for your benefit. Oh, yes. Isaiah said in his 26th chapter in the third verse, uh, you keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. When Jesus issued the request, do this in remembrance of me, he did not say it for want of self-aggrandizement, nor because he had an ego problem, or because he was begging for sympathy in light of the fact that he was approaching his crucifixion. Oh, yes, Jesus wants us to remember him for our own peace of mind to love others with the same love he demonstrated toward us. When, he, when we focus on Jesus and taste of his goodness, we won't wander off to other meaningless gods who has no power but make promises they cannot fulfill. Jesus' request to remember him was a, a selfless request. Uh, and he, will not, he is not like we are. Sometimes we find ourselves with our selfish aims. Oh, yes, we often put ourselves up to be someone great. But Jesus came as a servant. He, suffered, he served everyone. He served the high, the low, the rich, and the poor. He served those who uh, was trying to serve God and those who was, wasn't concerned about God. But I want to tell you today, 
when we put ourselves up to be someone great. Oh, yes, we are up today and down before the sun set. We're rich today and in poverty tomorrow. Fame today and in scandal before the week's end. We're a picture of help now and in intensive care before midnight. Jesus is not self-exalted. Oh, yes, he's not exalting himself. Considering Jesus' sacrifice of his own life for us, it is a case of the righteous for the unrighteous, for you and I. Remembering Jesus is only our reasonable service. It's our reasonable service, considering all that he has done for you and I. Who, who has ever done for us what the Lord Jesus Christ has done for us? I don't believe you here today. And I thank all I share with you uh, my first point. Oh, yes, the meaning of Jesus' sacrifice. Oh, yes, the sacrifice. Yes, Jesus gave his life instead, gave his life instead of ours. Yes, so there we will not give our life because if we had given our life, it would not mean anything. It would not avail any victory. But Jesus gave his life. For us, Jesus' sacrifice touches on the very heart of our faith. Without it, we would be in this worship service. No, no, we wouldn't be here today. And there would be no need to be here. Our worship would be meaningless. Jesus' sacrifice was an act of redemption. He rescued us from sin and its consequences. I want to tell you, church, sin is fun. But sin has consequences. Know that sin looks good, but it has consequences. You ought to ask those down through the ages who tried sin. Oh, yes, it has a consequence. That's why Jesus had to come and redeem us. Yes, he died for us. And not that, that only note that uh, when we speak of Jesus' sacrifice, we're referring to the crucifixion, which was both tragic and uh, triumphant. Why was his crucifixion tragic and triumphant? Well, tragic in that an innocent man, God's son died to redeem sinners, such as you and I. Oh, yes, he died not only to conquer sin, but the grave and death. I don't believe you hear me today. Jesus only acts in return that you do remember me. Do this in remembrance of me. Jesus' sacrifice underscores the very depth and complexity of God's love for us. And not only us who are similar and are viewing this service online, but all humankind. He died for the re rehab of the world. He died for the Samson of the world. He died for the Jezebel of this world. He died for the Esau of this world. He died for the thieves on the cross. He died for the Saul of Tarshish. And had he not died, what would we be today? Oh, my second point is the concept of atonement. Atonement means reconciliation between God and people. Reconciliation between God and people. I want you to know, my brothers and sisters, that sin, I don't care how, you, how good you think you are, <laughs> how smart you are, but sin separates you from God. 
is separation from God. And there is a harsh penalty for being separated from God. But Jesus is a good and loving God. He came that we would have to endure that separation or the consequences of that separation. The Old Testament system of atonement, of sacrificing animals was temporary until the coming of Jesus Christ. John said, Behold the Lamb of God, who takes away the sins of the world. On your answer, John realized that the offering of lambs and uh, bullocks on the altar would not suffice for our salvation. But John recognized the long-awaited Savior, the Lamb of God, the perfect Lamb, the perfect Lamb without spot or blemish. I don't believe you hear me today. Oh, yes. And I, let me tell you this, church, that Jesus' death bridges the chasm between men and God, therefore reconciling man back to God. Adam, the first man, had a perfect relationship with God until Adam broke that fellowship through his disobedience and sin. Oh, yes. But Jesus did what no other could do. He died thereby nailing our sins to that old rugged Roman cross out on Golgotha Hill. Oh, yes. Jesus' sacrifice is not just a historical event, but a present reality, a daily challenge to talk as Jesus talked, to walk as Jesus walked, to serve as Jesus served, and to love as he loved. If you genuinely remember Jesus, you will not leave these hallowed grounds the same way you came. You leave here without ill will against others and knowing that you're no better than anyone else. And at best, you are sinners saved by God's grace, not by your goodness, not by my goodness, not by your family's goodness, but by God's grace. Yeah. Uh, uh, before we get out of here, I think it's necessary to tell you about the bread and the cup. Only as the bread represents Jesus' body, which was broken for us, and it is an emotional reminder of the physical suffering Jesus endured on our behalf. Uh, the breaking of the bread is symbolic of the wounds he received, the stripes he bore, the crown of thorns he wore. It is a stark reminder of the physical torment that he endured to secure salvation for you and I. The cup represents Jesus' blood. It is a symbol of the new covenant between God and humanity. Uh, the new covenant is sealed by Jesus' blood. It is a covenant of grace and mercy. Somebody ought to say grace and mercy right now. Grace and mercy. Thank God for his grace and mercy. Without grace and mercy, where would we be today? Thank God. But didn't have a dime. Didn't have a place to stay. Didn't have a car to ride in. I thank God for his mercy and his grace. Unworthy. Unworthy, but a holy and loving God transcended my fault, came down through 42 generations 
to deliver me and all who trust in him. Isn't he all right today? He replaced the old covenant of law and judgment. It is through this new covenant we receive forgiveness for our sins and promise of eternal life. Only ask, sometimes we get too stuck on this life. But I want to tell you there's another world, a place where the sun never goes down, where there is no pain, there is no trouble. You ought to get happy when you think about when you come to communion today, when you leave this place, you ought to leave shouting because of what the Lord has done for you. Sometimes we make Lord, the Lord's Supper a perfunctory act where we just go through the routine. But if that, that's because it's scheduled on a certain Sunday, the fourth Sunday. It ought to mean something every time we participate in the Lord's Supper. Uh, well, he shed his blood. Oh, yes, the wine represents his blood. The writer of Hebrews, in the ninth chapter, in the 22nd verse, says, almost all things are by the law purged with blood. Without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. Oh, yes, the Lord is all right today. Yeah. Church, and I prepare to let you go. I know you got things to do, but I want to share, if it's okay, a story with you. Oh, yeah. There was a young man who lived a socially acceptable life, which in part was based on biblical principles. He was satisfied with all the things that were happening in his life. But deep in his heart, he realized there was something missing. The feeling persisted until that young man, after much time and personal struggle, surrendered to God, the God he had heard about, the God he had read about. Uh, the God he had thought about was a God he never knew personally. But that young man and God had a meeting late one Sunday evening down at the church where he entered into a personal relationship with a God he had never known. Oh, yes, he surrendered to God by saying, Lord, save my soul. And, and guide me into your reality. I will serve you for the rest of my life. That young man accepted Jesus Christ into life as the Lord and Savior by faith. And I want to tell you today that this was not just a story. This is a testimony. That young man was me to stand before you today. And though it was not possible for me to know Jesus prior to accepting him by faith. But I want to tell you this morning, I'm so glad. I'm so glad that Jesus knew me before it was possible for me to know him. And I was astounded that Jesus made it so simple to be saved. And more significantly, 
Jesus, a holy God, would sacrifice himself on the cross and die to save someone like me. Oh, yes, church, I'm reminded today, I'm reminded today of uh, a hymn writer by the name of Isaac Watts, who in 1707 penned a hymn. Says, at last and did my Savior bleed. And did my sovereign die? Would he devote that sacred head for such a worm as I? Whether for crime that I had done, he groaned up on the tree. Amazing pity, grace unknown, love beyond degree. Well, might the man in darkness hide and shut his glory in when Christ, the mighty maker, died? For man, the creature's sin. Ah, though might I. Hide my blustering face while his dear cross appears. Dissolve my heart in thankfulness and melt my eyes to tears. But drops of grief can never repay the debt of love I owe. Here, Lord, I give myself away to all that I can do. Somebody can give their life away to God today. Oh, yes, sir. And I want to tell you before I close. That uh, remembering Jesus goes beyond the communion table. Sometimes we have a tendency to get up and walk away and never think about uh, the service on communion Sunday, the depth of its meaning. I read where uh, Paul, the writer, said, But often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show forth the Lord's death. Till he come again. Till he come again. Well, well, my brothers and sisters, as this worship service nears an end, remembering Jesus should not end, rather transition to contingent proclamation of the love and sacrifice of Jesus Christ for lost souls around us. Until Jesus come, you should live in red expectation. We should live like we are about to take a holiday flight with our luggage packed and our suitcase packed. Until Jesus comes, you should live in hopeful expectation. You should love and live like this the rest, the last day to the last, as if this is the last day of your life. And if you can uh, hear Jesus ringing your doorbell right now. Oh, yes, yeah, well to live in joyful expectation. Live like the five wise virgins who made sure that they were ready for the coming of the bridegroom. What they did is that uh, they made sure their lamps which were trimmed and their lamps were full of oil. But when they heard the call of the bridegroom at midnight, oh yes, they were not filled with uh, fear, they were not filled with anxiety, but they were filled with joy, knowing that the Son of God was coming. Oh, the bridegroom is the Son of God. Oh, yeah, you've seen bridegroom, but I'm not talking about that bridegroom. This one hadn't come back yet. One of these days, one of these days, church, he will burst the sky. He will come riding on a cloud. 
and the angels will give a shout. The dead in Christ will rise, and then we who are alive will be caught up to live with him forever. I'm glad about it. I'm glad about it. So they tell me there's a home there. He said he go, he go, he was going back to build a mansion. Oh, yes, with many rooms. And he's coming back to receive us unto himself. Remember Jesus. Always remember Jesus, Jesus. Always remember Jesus, remember Jesus. Always keep him on your mind. Always remember that he loves you. Jesus loves you. Always keep him on your mind. Always remember Jesus, Jesus. Thank you, Reverend Harris. Thank you for remembering Jesus. But not only did you remember Jesus, but you reminded us. And you gave a bit of a testimony. That's remembering what God has brought you from. And God has brought us all from someplace. All of us has been brought. In the book of Isaiah, in the sixth chapter, somewhere around the eighth verse, God asked Isaiah, Whom shall I send? And who will go for us? Then said I, 
Here am I. Send me. The doors open. Will you go for God? Will you leave here today and go home telling somebody about Jesus? Will you go to work tomorrow or to the store tomorrow telling somebody about Jesus? Young children and children that are not so old, will you go to the schoolhouse telling somebody about Jesus? The door's open. You can come by letter. It can be by Christian experience. It can be as a candidate for baptism. And for those of you that are worshiping with us at home, there's a number to call. And you can join us via way of live stream. The doors are open. Do you remember what God has done for you? How he has brought you from a mighty long way. The doors are open. The doors are open. Everyone been served. They don't want missing. Self-communion. On the night Jesus Christ, the night before he was betrayed, when he was betrayed, before his crucifixion, he took bread. He gave thanks. And he broke it and gave it to the disciples, saying, Take eat. This is my body, which was broken for you. Take eat. Likewise, on the night that Jesus Christ was betrayed and before his crucifixion, he took wine and he said, Take drink. This is my blood, which is shed. For you. He thanked God and blessed it. Drink. This is the blood of my body, which was shed for you. And they sung a hymn and they went out. What a fellowship! What a
Christ and a sweet communion of the Holy Spirit. Rest, rule, and abide with each of you from henceforth and forevermore. Amen. God bless you. Thank you.